Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. In the book Grimoire for the Apprentice Wizard, and I'm sure in others it recommends that you can go to a thrift store and find the glass that goes to old clocks. It's usually a round glass, sort of concave, or sort of a little half dome. You can paint it with a shiny black, glossy, reflective paint, and then soak it in a special herbal mixture or potion, bathe it in moonlight, clean it off, put it in a frame, and never expose it to the sun, saying certain incantations as well. And this would be called a scrying mirror, or a black mirror, or speculum. There are many ways to engage and prepare such a divination device. Some are used in high ceremony for ceremonial magic, and some people use mirrors in more everyday, I guess, simpler ways for less of a better um, explanation. Tonight, you're listening to Spiritual Insight with your host, Darren Bouquer, who's returning to Main Street Universe this evening after a bit of an absence, myself as well, but I've been sitting in with the Susan Weed Show. So welcome. We'll be back in just a moment discussing the magic of mirrors when we return to Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Bouquer. Just a moment.
to another episode of Spiritual Insight with your host, Darren Bucare. Still waiting for Darren to call in. We haven't been on the air in a few weeks, so the routine's not there. Plus, he's in the very busy, happening, and lovely city of New Orleans, Louisiana, which our band had just recently visited. It was a real pleasure to stay in New Orleans for five days with my band, Dragon's Head. I just wanted to stay there. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. I just fell in love with that city and could definitely see it being a future home. We'll work on all these things. Tonight, Darren was going to discuss the magic of mirrors. Before we get to that, though, we'll do some show plugs. This show will come on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Spiritual Insight with your host, Darren Bucare. Following that, most Wednesdays will be the flagship show, the one that started it all, that I started four years ago now with Mr. Kevin Baird. And that is Main Street Universe. It's myself and associate producer, Janice R. White, and we have some fantastic guests coming up in the near future, including a woman who's doing a documentary on the Australian witch, Rosaline Norton, and I'm looking forward to that, and as I've been doing some more reading and researching on traditional witchcraft and traditional Australian witchcraft as well. And how it differs from some of the other neo-pagan forms that we see. Whether that be Wicca, etc., etc. So, then on Thursdays, once a month, we have Woven Green, Jim and Ashley Cash, with their show that I believe they're still calling it Woven Green, and they do a show once a month. And they often talk about the nature of consciousness itself as well as sound and healing they do the great sound bath healing sessions at the Acutink Church in Burke, Virginia and I have attended those before and they're great but Jim and Ashley Cash are on once a month on Thursdays so just keep a look out or join us Follow us on Blog Talk Radio, and it'll let you know when they show up once a month. On Fridays, we have now, I can say, our longtime Friday evening host, and the shows vary according to her time as she is on still her book and lecture tour. So it's Activating Compassion in the Midnight Hour with your hostess, Jessie Ann Nichols-George. And she's had so many amazing guests and so many more to come. And her topics range from all sorts of different things, basically for self-help, how to enhance your life, enhance your experience on this planet, and to help others. She's had a few good musical guests on as well. So that's every Friday. And again, follow Main Street Universe on Blog Talk Radio, because the times sometimes vary according to when she can do the show while on tour. It used to be at midnight, thus the name was Activating Compassion in the Midnight Hour. But it does fluctuate now. So then, Saturdays and Sundays are rotating shows for us. And we're bringing on some new hosts. They're just not quite here yet. But we're working on that. We've got a couple of interesting candidates. So 
that, that's how we're going to start expanding, is we're going to start doing the once-a-month host. So Mary Thielen may return, Melissa DiGenova may return. So we have some people, and, and as well as some other new folks. So keep an eye out, because soon we're going to have some weekend rotating shows. And we should have some very interesting hosts that will just come in once a month versus once a week. But this will also expand how many hosts on the network. Next up is on Tuesday evenings, we have Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, the great master herbalist, Miss Susan Weed. That's 10 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday night, and that one's solid every week, and we were just on the air last night. Great show. She's middle of discussing the 13 sacred trees. And on Monday evenings, if he returns, I, I'm not sure if he's uh, just doing a once-a-month show, because I know this is these are things we've been discussing and, and all, but it will be Science of Light with Randy Goldberg. And Randy has had some very interesting topics, and he's very much into Jung and the Jungian archetypes and astrology. He's a Vedic astrologer as well as a Western astrologer and just very schooled on all things esoteric and metaphysical and was voted one of the top five sort of metaphysical shows on Block Talk Radio in their little e-sign that they send to the main sign-up host, which in this case is me, as it's under my name. So that was congratulations to him. This was a couple months back, but still a nice thing. And we are a featured show on the Blog Talk Radio network. So that makes up the shows for now on Main Street Universe. But there's more to come. And again, there's going to start to be some rotating once-a-month shows. So as I await Darren's return, we will play another song. That one was Fury Dance by Tom Teasley. Let's see if I can find the other one by Tom Teasley because it's very rhythmic. Mm-hmm. And this one... Is called Nights Over Baghdad. With the plug going first. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
All right, everybody, and we're back, and Darren Bucare is going to call in. Since the show is new at a newly scheduled time, we had a brief scheduling um, error. So I'll just go over the topic a little bit. And it was the magic of mirrors. When I opened up, I discussed something people think about a lot when they think about mirrors and magic. And that would be known as the speculum, the black mirror. The black mirror is used in what some people call high magic. For certain temples, it's part of what they do. The one I can think of the most well-known might be that some of those videos out from the temple of uh, Starte, Poke Runyon, who has a show on Blog Talk Radio as well, and I'm actually quite fond of his commentary, to be honest. I think he's an interesting character and a cultural anthropologist, and I've seen his Magic of Solomon videos before. I also quoted from a book that many people know if they get into paganism new, and that was from Grimoire for the Apprentice Wizard by Oberon Zell Ravenheart. And Oberon has been a guest on our show before. Great guest. And I hope he's doing well. I know his wife Morning Glory passed a while back and haven't heard much from from him. Uh, It's a great book for beginners. Grimoire for the Impertus Wizard. And one of the many things it covers, it covers a ton of information. Um, it's, 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 it's entry level for magic and paganism, but it covers a lot of information briefly, sort of. But there's a pretty good mini chapter part that talks about how to make your own scrying mirror. And he even gives certain incantations and chants. He he describes the herbal potion mixture that's necessary for it. Describes bathing it in moonlight. And then you cover it up and you never let the sun directly hit your black mirror. Now, just to sidetrack a little bit for your host who's going to call in in a, in a, in a bit Mr. Darren Bouquer, he is a tarot and palm reader and spiritual professional in general at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New Orleans, Louisiana. So he can be reached at his email, which he will give when he gets here, and he can also be reached at the stores, Marie Laveau's. House of Voodoo, and I think he still works at Reverend Zombie as well. So, if you've never been to New Orleans or Bourbon Street, it's quite the experience. A lot of activity, a lot of aliveness, a lot of life. A lot of music, a lot of charm. And the definite belief in magic is just sort of accepted in, in New Orleans. It's a fascinating place. But onward. There are other myths surrounding mirrors that go either with or even beyond this idea of the scrying mirror or the black mirror. 
before people used something like a, say, a black mirror, what they would do is stare into pools of water. I think even at one point this was one of Nostradamus' things, but we'll get into maybe that later. But it was finding a pool of water. It was a natural pool of water or maybe a pool of water in an either very shiny black or just shiny bowl. And, of course, this would then continue on into things like staring into crystals, crystal balls, things like that. There's also the type of crystal balls. They're made of like the shiny, the shiny black crystal balls that are kind of like the black mirror. In fact, our old uh, former co-host Kevin Barrett had a beautiful, uh, I think it's an onyx uh, uh, gazing uh, crystal ball, and it's it's a different experience than looking into the crystal. It's like you're looking at the surface of it, and it's just this beautiful shiny thing. He used to have it displayed at the local New Age and witchy store here in Fairfax, Virginia, where I live. The store is still there, but at a new location, and that's Sticks and Stones. And our good friends, Bubbles and Gwen, and hello to them if they happen to be listening to us. And again, we're just awaiting Darren to call in. We had a slight schedule mishap. And partially my fault, partially his, I think. And so he'll be calling in in about five minutes. Another aspect of mirror legend and myth is I remember there used to be, and I think there was a couple different names where people would stare into the mirror and they would say, you know, turn out the lights and bring a candle into the room and stare into the mirror and say... I think one was Black Aggie. Uh, there, was a, there was a few different ones. I think some would just say Bloody Mary, and you say it however many times, and if you do it enough or whatever, then the, the, this person or this spirit is supposed to appear. And Black Aggie, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm not looking at notes right now, um, was a sort of a, a prairie ghost, uh, and it was a there was a graveyard. I don't know if it's connected to the same thing. There's one that even goes back to being connected to a, I believe it was a Scottish queen. So, but regardless of the name, the whole thing was there. Some like I said, some people would say Bloody Mary or whatever, and then they would repeat it while staring in the mirror, and then. It might cause this spirit to arise. Now, that would be more of almost like um, a game. And I guess what we were discussing earlier was more of a pragmatic use of mirrors in magical practice for the purposes of seeing, summoning an image and, and, and speaking with them. Again, I mentioned there was a there's a technique for making your own black mirror or you can buy one. Some really recommend that they're they're sort of convex, concave, that they're slightly rounded and recommend that it's from an old clocks often at a thrift store will have glass that's shaped this way and then you paint it with a really glossy, shiny black paint. And then from there, you know, put it through its its ritual, through its ceremony 
in moonlight and with a special herbal mixture, including fennel and a few other things. And I'm sure different traditions have their own own different ways. And then you bathe it in moonlight and you hold it up and you're supposed to let it hit the internal part of the curve or what is known as the, the convex side. While it's after painting, let the moonlight hit that. And then you bond to the mirror itself. So you hold it in your hand and there's so many ways to bond to a magical item. Um, you can just hold it and picture your aura surrounding it of of light, well, whitish, yellowish light of your aura surrounding it and bonding with it until you and it are all the same piece of light. That's a real simple way to do it. You can sort of wave your hand three times clockwise over at your left hand and maybe say an enchantment over it. So there's lots of ways to do that. And, there's, of course, nowadays there's so much information on the Internet on how to bless and consecrate things and there's so many different traditions that have so many different ways to do it but again we had discussed a little bit about how it's used in certain high magic practices even some of the other mystical orders like Rosicrucians they use a mirror as well as part of their altar um, I don't want to get into saying too much about that without the permission to say so but it's part of their thing too so mirrors have a part to play. And while we wait just another couple minutes for Darren to come in, I'm just going to go ahead and play another song. Because I think he's going to be calling in just a minute. <clears throat> so here are our friends, Woven Green. And this song is called Labyrinth. archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. about the magic of mirrors. And I see that Darren Bucher is, in fact, in the queue. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Welcome, Darren. Bonjour, bonjour. Actually, bonjour, everyone. Good evening. Uh-oh. Welcome to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucher. Um, 
How are you this evening, Dion? Doing well, and I did announce to everybody that the normal show start time will be 8 p.m. Eastern. And oh, seven. yeah, 8 EST, everyone, Eastern Standard. Um, and then um, that would be Central Standard if you live in the wonderful city of New Orleans or in the central part of the United States. And then, of course, you know, Pacific is two hours away from that. Mm-hmm. But... So this will be on Wednesday. Uh, today we're talking about utilizing, um, traveling, scrying, and just overall excitement um, in the magical realm or spiritual realm with mirrors. So mirrors, mirrors, mirrors. So and the intro, what did, what, did we cover anything about? I started yeah. off with, yeah. and I actually got this from a book that many beginner pagans get or at least since 2005 or whatever you get and it's a it's a great starter book called the grimoire for the apprentice wizard by oberon zill ravenheart mm-hmm. um, who has been a guest on the show before so we started off talking a little bit about he he recommends going to thrift stores and finding the curved mirrors from old clocks or the, i'm sorry the glass painting them with a glossy black, black paint um soaking them in a special herb uh potion that he uh, describes and then bathing it in moonlight and kind of putting it through a, a, a ceremony and then covering it up and never letting the sun hit it, making a frame and then you have your bonding with it, of course, and then you have your scrying mirror. And now, how is this paint, this paint? Does this paint reflecting it in a proper way? Is it, is it reflective enough? Really? I think there are certain glossy paints that are. You can also buy really good black mirrors too. I mean that's another way to another route yeah, to well, go, which I think now, a lot of people have the beautiful thing that we can buy a black mirror. Mm-hmm. That kinda makes the whole thing a little bit easier and then you go right to the herbal blend situation. You go everything um, else, yeah. Some people use mugs wart for divination things as as part of whatever that blend is. So um now the black mirror of course is, is a big deal with the scrying thing. So that's obviously something that, now that it's, it's being sold as, as as something that you can find in stores, it's like a big deal. Um, here's what's funny. I'm just even. I think it's it's. It was just today that I was seeing this whole thing about calling Charlie or Charlie Charlie. It's like the new Bloody Mary thing or something. Yeah, so they have a bunch. I said when I was a kid, people used to sometimes say Black Aggie. Um, mm-hmm. And that one maybe has felt fallen out of style. That is. Was style or was this Charlie Charlie thing right? So let me just cover this before we get to actual like you know something. Yeah, else yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So they're using like this sort of divin- divinatory uh, the two pencil situation where it's like one pencil on the on the bottom pencil and the other pencil down top. It's used as kind of a compass needle. And then, of course, the paper that you're writing on is either it says bullshit or positive or yes or no or whatever. So you have, like, a this, like, makeshift Ouija board. And uh, apparently the origins of this Charlie thing have something to do with some Mexican demonic uh, person. So it obviously has, like, you know, started from, like, some, you know, Southern California or something like that. So we have this, and then, you know, they're in the mirror, and then they say Charlie, Charlie, and all this stuff. Right? But you're getting a lot of, you know, because simple gravity can move this pencil. <laughs> you're having a lot of action from the pencil and you're having a lot of very obscure reactions from, you know, 
children all over the place. So the problem is if there is any origin to any sort of diabolical, uh, you know, south right. of the border demonic presence, and we have, you know, people across the United States slash globe really appealing to this thing, it could gain a lot of power. Yeah. I, however, have no idea what the name Charlie would appeal to in any sort of demonic sense other than this is really driving me crazy. You, you might you don't just be... When you, when you go outside, try not to let these in. Okay, yeah, no, I'm having a problem. Okay. Um, uh, so, anyway, so that's kind of a little disturbing to know that that's happening fairly <laughs> frequently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it's kind of it's a thing now. It's, you know, I guess um, it's 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 become popularized again, even after the you know the age of video games. Because I remember some of these little things. I remember some people even saying Bloody Mary into the mirror, and, uh, and supposedly I think you could see eyes looking back at you if you do, which is all part of seeing an image. If you're kind of seeing something there that's not supposed to be there and it's not you, that could maybe not be good news. <laughs> if it's well, not in a good environment, the, like asking about the you know from. You know, asking about asking the devil a question, like there's something you can call him by doing this, and then you got to do this and stand with your back to the mirror, and then you ask the devil a question. But if you do, yeah, then you're going to die, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, so now we're going straight to the devil. Like, we're not messing around here. We're just yeah. we're shooting for the right to the, the floor. Okay, good. That's, that's good. That's good. And, and I'd like to say that we here at Main Street Universe are all for magic. I'm just saying these sort of games with magic if you're taking it seriously to me can be you could be inviting some bad news into your life well, anybody can call me a purist but i'm going to say that anyone who's like between the ages of 11 and 17 and knows pretty much jack nothing about uh invocation or evocation should not be calling something that they have no idea what they're calling and appealing right. to it and whatever their desires are probably have something to do with call of duty or this girl that looks really cute in their class, or seeing somebody's boobies, or something like that, and that is not anything that we want to ask a demon about, because that's probably a really bad idea. So. <laughs> right, I agree. Apollo Duty can be very fun for a lot of people, and they enjoy it. So there's. Um, but so anyway, so mirror is definitely being utilized as an invocation tool by a lot of young people all over you know, creation, and, to, you know, back in the time, immemorable, apparently, where they were probably, this was what was happening in Salem, maybe, with Tichuba, and everybody was just going, okay, like, let's call, you know, um, Broken Maggie or something. <laughs> it would have been something like that, you know, right? Right. And, of course, what she got in trouble for, Tichuba, uh, the slave mm-hmm. girl, was she got in trouble for it was egg divination she was doing in water, which is similar because you're looking for stuff in water, which is almost like you're looking for something in a crystal, you're looking for something in the mirror. So it, it's slightly similar, maybe, has some similarities. Yeah. So she was definitely looking for, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Um, obviously, uh, it's just not. Uh, to me, it, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely ramping up. It, it kind of freaks me out a little bit that that we know anything about the origins of this because certain ethnicities have a little more um, a little more connectivity with lower spirits. So I tend to get a little more concerned about this one than I would normally. But 
again, you know, you hear about it and then you get more reinvested in it, but it's just another version of the same thing, as you said. And, of course, the original mirror was probably just a reflective pool of water, like a still pond and a moonlight or something like that, or one in a, a shiny bowl, perhaps, with some water. Oh, well, there is. If you didn't have a mirror. So let's, I mean, we're going to talk about scrying. Um, everyone, if you don't know what scrying is, scrying is looking into a reflective surface and asking, um, really using your intent on the reflective surface to see uh, what you'd like to see, whether it be in the past, in the future, um, you know, wherever that may be. Or it might be in the in the present, but in a different place. And that would be called, uh, that, that is called um, remote viewing. And so reflective surfaces are used for this all the time. So... When we have that happening, um, that I mean, that I've, I've I've used that since I started working with uh, divination all the time, you know. So that's something that you use reflective surfaces. A crystal ball, ladies and gentlemen, is a reflective surface, and it is used in that respect as a divinatory tool or a scrying tool. So that's when we see that sort of thing. That's what that's what's actually happening at that point. Um, so. As a scrying tool, mirrors are invaluable. Um, so that's one uh, way to really, really look at them as being um, just incredible. But I have to tell you, the mirrors just, in, in general, have they can catch a spirit, and then they can actually trap a lot of that energy and trap some of the identity of uh, the said person that's using their magical intent on the mirror and actually work with that, you know. So I do that all the time. <clears throat> That's why mirrors are very important. I was having my, my friend calling, but since we had our time differential, um, we just got a mirror that's very much like the mirror in the movie Oculus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really quite, well, it, it doesn't look quite like that, but it, it's from Venice and it's like 300 years old. And wow. I sent me a couple of videos of it. And apparently he doesn't like to behave uh, very much. <laughs> so it's, uh, if it's 300 years old, if we can imagine what kind of activity could have happened with this mirror and what it's, what it's been doing or who it's been re- interacting with. And it has um, some figures of, like, Tan, but Tan being, like, transformed from, like, happy-go-lucky Pam into, like, tormented you know, despairing, running for shelter against demonic forces, Pam, as, wow. it, as it kind of moves up the side of the right. <laughs> they got so like 300-year-old like hand carvings on this thing and everything. It's, and in Venice, can you imagine the opulence and the things they did in Venice, like, you know, and the oh kind of God. ideology? Oh, yeah, it's so of, it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's a, it's a crazy one. It's a crazy one. So we've had a lot of conversations about or clearing it, or making sure that it's and she's done like at least four or five rituals to to make sure that it's you know free from any sort of uh, disastrous or or negative energy. Um, so that's happened. Uh, so that's been an interesting little mirror development. But a lot of the divination uh, and a lot of the um, I actually worked a wonderful past life regression uh, scrying sort of a I mean, you could call it a spell or an exercise, utilizing a mirror where you twist your 
standing very quietly, um, and then lighting several candles, and then you're pushing your intent into the image of yourself from your body into that image. So when your intent is pushed into the image of yourself, then you begin to relax your eyes. And in relaxing your eyes, uh, have you have you seen um, your aura, Daniel Michael? I am aware of how to see aura, yeah. Um, Around, like, you know, like holding your hand up and then kind of moving it a little bit, and I can start to see the the kind of white... um, Is that it? You haven't really seen... I haven't spent time showing you how to see your aura? Okay. Okay, so we'll work on it next time. But this is... Okay, Okay. so everybody here, this is what I'll do. Seeing your aura. Hey. You can listen to the show on it, and then, yeah. I'm going to show. Okay. Okay, so so anyway, um, you can see your aura by, now you want to practice with a candle. A candle puts out its own uh, electromagnetic spectrum. So when you work with a candle, you can look at a candle flame, and it puts out energy. And you can see that energy, which also relates to bio, bioelectric or electromagnetic energy, and it has its own field around it. So if you're just mm-hmm. your eyes around the center of the candle flame, and you really relax yourself and breathe and let your eyes just kind of totally go lucid, like they're just like they're like boiled eggs just bobbing in a in a saucepan and just they're just there, and you let yourself totally relax, then you'll begin to see the candle flame begin to expand. And then when I when I work with a class on this, I give them different directions to make the candle flame expand outward, uh, wider, and then to expand vertically as well, which you can also do. And when it expands vertically, then we're going to change it into, say, a head of asparagus. And then, because that's easy, because it's just, just, you know, similar to what it looks like anyway. And then we're right. going to change the asparagus into a human form, woman or a man or whatever you feel like. And then we're going to change that human form into maybe, you know, someone reaching out towards something or maybe a tree. And all that gets our eyes prepared to see what what our aura looks like, okay? So after okay. doing about an hour and a half of this these exercises, because then we do it with our eyes closed. So we change an energy form with our eyes closed as well. Okay, now that so first... is more challenging, but we practice with the candle light. And then that helps us really see that energy. So then we know what we're looking for. So then I have everyone stand in front of the mirror. By the way, you could have went to this class in DC, but you didn't go. (laughs) This is a good class when I saw it. (laughs) So anyway, then you look in the mirror, and then you focus in the mirror, and you focus on your body, and you focus on your shoulders, and above your head puts out the most electromagnetic field and puts out Mm -hmm. the most electromagnetic spectrum. So when I say look between your shoulders and the top of your head and look for that energy and look for that energy disturbance just like you were looking at the candle and then suddenly you see a disturbance in the air and then you see it looks kind of gray because that's what it looks like first and then you see it looks like a color and it looks like Mm -hmm. many colors. And then this is the end of an hour and a half class but then the payoff is holy shikies you get to see your aura. And your aura looks yellow or pink or green or maybe bold royal red, okay? 
uh, eggplant red or a, a really imperial royal uh, purple or something that just really relates to who you are and what's going on with you, and then you can do an assessment of what that color means and who you are. So, everyone, uh, give it a try. Been trying it. Spend some time with the candle, and then spend some time with the mirror and look for your aura. This is something positive you can do with the mirror, okay? Yeah. Um, instead of calling, uh, you know, Stinky uh, Maggie or Bloody Mary or, you know, Duke Charlie or whoever is to come and invade your house with some sort of demonic energy while your parents are gone to the store. You know, it's just probably not a good plan. So, I mean, it's just like you could invite a homeless person over, too, to look in your fridge and look through, like, your jewelry, too, but that's probably not a good person to, unless you just want to give them some food, which might be a good idea, though. And it is true that a lot of my meditations I just used to do in general were staring Uh at a candle flame. So I actually have experienced, though I haven't done this mirror one you mentioned, but I have experienced seeing it like glowing off of others before. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, Okay. Yeah, I have, but not very often. But I have a couple of times where I felt like I was in the presence of somebody that was very powerful, and it's like you know, you get that third eye starts to tingle a little bit, like that little buzzing feeling, and it was like suddenly it was just like I can sort of like see almost like something coming off. Something that you want to work with is okay. How do I do that? You put that same scrutiny and that same introspection on. You know, it's sometimes harder for us to look at ourselves. Um, than than it is for us to scrutinize other people. So sometimes mm-hmm. that's a um, just like but, some people uh, don't. Go ahead. I think I'm good at this because I used to stare at myself in the mirror all the time. <laughs> well, well I, I mean, I they see the picture of the sit. show, don't know why. <laughs> oh right, oh yeah. <laughs> my aunt used to not let me sit in front of the mirror um, at Thanksgiving, or my father because he would do the same thing. So we obviously had some issues. But um, so now another thing I do when now the same process of looking for your aura is adjusting your eyes the same thing like they're they're like floating in a saucepan like they're just boiled eggs just like floating floating if you do that and you let them kind of glaze back and glaze over and you work on your breathing and you do really powerful relaxed breaths and then you want to really look at your image now it helps for the room to be dark okay. Some people, this is a more challenging than others for them to do this. Um, but uh, so usually I'll go with like candlelit room, a uh, nice broad mirror if you can. If it's a small mirror, that'll have to work. And then you go ahead and look at your image, and then you ask, I want to see who I am before I was me. Now, what helps to do this before you do this? Say I want to be connected with the highest form of celestial energy and positive light, light energy. Well, why is that? Because we don't want you know, uh, Funky Freddy or Banging Charlie or any of the people that show up because that's, we just don't want them. So you want to protect yourself. So that's what you're connected with higher energy. And go ahead and just say, I want to see who I was before I was me. And what you're looking for is a disturbance in your image. You see your image go from what you're normally used to seeing as you into something that looks wholly different and wholly, you'll see the whole... Sometimes you'll see the whole mirror just gray. It'll look like a, a, a TV screen that's gone in the, in the static. And then sometimes you'll just see it around the actual parameters of your image. 
And then you'll see the the, the features transmogrify. Um, as I've told people for years, um, they when I regress them in the mirror, when I used to do this a lot when I was younger, it would always see me, like, my head would get about a foot taller, and then I would suddenly have blonde hair, which is dramatic since I have no hair on my head. Which, so that's definitely you right. can see the difference there. <laughs> and then, um, you know... So I just looked like uh, kind of really Aryan and stuff, and they're wondering what's going on. But when 20 different people see the same image, it it, it kind of relates to the fact that okay, that had something to do with <laughs> you were something to do with that person, definitely for a very long time in your past life spectrum. So, um, so for me, that uh, this has always been something to really work with uh, with mirrors that you can just relate to the layers of yourself. And it's a way to regress yourself. It's another uh, kind of a road into maybe who you were. Now, it might be that you're going to see your spirit guide, which that might be it too. But that's why you ask to be connected with higher celestial energy before you do any of this. So that way we don't see somebody we don't want to see. So that's important. Too. Right. That's something everyone can try as far as mirrors. Um, I don't think it's at all harmful as long as you stay protected. Put it, keep yourself in a good mood. Do you want to drink half a bottle of rum and throw yourself down the stairs and cry in your pillow and then do this? Um, maybe not. No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Um, but if you're in a good mood and you're okay and you feel like you can absorb what, what you see and then move forward, then I would say it's totally possible. Totally okay. So um, are we gonna go, we're going to go through the running time for the show that, that's set up. Yeah, basically it's it's, yeah, it's we have that. about we have about yeah, ten minutes left. Okay, so um, I guess what I, what I want to say is mirrors are a great tool, but you have to be careful with what you're charging with the mirror as well. So please remember, if you're uh, you live with your girlfriend and she goes in the mirror and she puts on her makeup and swears at the mirror all day and she gets really mad and then she throws stuff at it and stuff like that, that might not be the right, the kind of mirror that you want to do some of these things in there. You know, find a nice because, peaceful mirror. <laughs> yeah, right, find a peaceful mirror. Now, can you clear that mirror and make it okay? Sure you can. How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, salt water, sunlight, moonlight, um, sage, and simply laying your hands on it and saying, I clear all negative vibrations from this mirror. And if you feel like you're powerful enough to do that, then I think that's fine too. You gotta believe that what you can do is gonna do is gonna solve your problems with the mirror. You gotta believe that it's gonna work because if you don't believe it, it's not gonna work. Absolutely, it's it's. Um, some people will ask, what's the difference between say praying or doing a magical act? And I say, well, they they have a lot of similarities, and it's not a bad question. But one of the things is one's a request and one's a demand. One is saying, and so it is, so mote it be, whatever words you use. You're not requesting that bad energy leave and saying, hey, guys, can you can you guys leave now? That's not really the, the approach you want to use. <laughs> yeah. It's... You kind of have to be firm when you're clearing, you know, bad stuff away. Yeah. No, it, it, you can charge a mirror with anything you want. If you want to make it a protective device, you can also um, 
a friend of mine at work. She has um, a couple different people that have they they died with you know, weird um, by weird means and stuff like that. And uh, she has their um, their ashes in a mirrored box, right? so that their spirits don't roam free across her living space and that sort of thing. So the mirrors will reflect their energy back into itself and keep them kind of sequestered for a short period of, you know. And so they're really not, they're kind of being trapped in that situation. And that and that's why it's so important to when you're interacting with mirrors to realize that they do hold and latch onto spiritual energies. So if, if, if you're working with one where there's something residing in it, you know, something that's passed away, Let's say somebody like me has been working with the with the mirror for ages, and they can't, you know, they they don't they they just die. Someone like breaks the house and shoots them, then they that mirror is going to be a disruptive sort of thing because it's going to have that person's imprint on it. Mm-hmm. Especially so a dramatic. So that's why when you're if you're working with something like this for ages. You have to take care of what you're doing with it, and and really, you know, you can't just give it to your grandkids and go, okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> call Charlie. If you're using it as a as a conduit for for scrying again or remote viewing, so let's say you are using it and you say, okay, I want to see what, um, you know, my cousin's doing in Jacksonville, Florida. Let's see what he's up to right now. That mirror might be a gateway or a portal into his bathroom. Okay, so let's say, like, I want to look at my cousin Freddie in Jacksonville, Florida, see what he's up to. Um, and you're going to shoot your consciousness through to Freddie's uh, bathroom, and then suddenly you see him. He's brushing his teeth, and he's getting ready to go to like this party, and it's like a blackout party or something, and there's a bunch of frat kids and stuff, and you're like, oh, that's crazy. But then later on. Um, you look in the mirror, and then suddenly you're looking at Freddie's, um, his roommate, and he's throwing up in, a, in the sink and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, my God, why am I seeing this in my in my bathroom mirror? Because she just made it a, a connection to Freddie's bathroom. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's ways to do that. There's ways to send your consciousness through as a portal through mirrors, because mirrors are a portal. They're a doorway. Let's look at Alice through the looking glass. There's a reason that story, you know, Lewis Carroll decided to pick that sort of thing. So yeah. they are they and are a portal, they are powerful, and they're a really invaluable magical tool for those of us that know how to use it. Um, have you ever tried any any of that sort of uh, scrying with the mirror, Daniel Michael? No. I actually, it's, it's funny, I actually have with mm-hmm. a plate or a, a, a pool of water before, but not an actual mirror. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a kind of a shiny plate with water in it, and mm-hmm. I tapered it with two candles, and I kind of followed some exercises where the, it said, first, just practice visualizing in it first, meaning, like, picture there's a, you know, a yellow triangle in it, and then picture that it's spinning around. Like, you do exercises first before you attempt the actual scrying to get, like, your, your visual muscles stronger, I guess, for lack of a better word. I did it for a little while, but then I kind of like anything else. I hadn't really tried it in a while. 
Well, that's, I mean, it, that's a good way to do it, <clears throat> definitely. Um, if you want to try something, you can actually uh, transfer energy into a mirror and make it like a power object, like charging it, and then it can bring out healing energy to people that kind of utilize it um, to kind of resonate with that sort of healing energy. So I've done that before, and I, that's the only reason I bring it up. It's because I use it as a yeah. tool for healing energy and that sort of thing. <clears throat> so yeah, I kind of immersed it in ocean water and immersed it in, like, a lot of different herbs. And then I send and funnel energy through that mirror into people for healing. So um, I guess I'm just using that as an idea or a template to say you can make a mirror and to resonate with whatever energy you want. You can make it like an atom bomb of negative magical energy if you want. Um, you can make it like a portal into another place, a paradise. So be careful what you use them for, but <clears throat> mirrors are amazing, wondrous, magical tools, and have fun. Enjoy them. But appreciate the magnitude of one of the most powerful uh, objects you can use, spirituality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the mystical groups, some of them who who wouldn't they wouldn't use the word magic, but even like the Rosicrucians who I've been a member of before, they use a mirror on their altar as well. So there's there's lots of the Chinese believe there is a world, a magical world behind every mirror. They call it the fauna the of the mirror. Uh, so there's so much in every culture. There's so much about uh, reflective surfaces and mirrors that it's there just is something magical about them especially if they're beautifully framed, like, you know, the one you mentioned uh, with pan and everything. <laughs> appreciate appreciate the power behind it. Appreciate that there's there can be extra-dimensional connectivity with each mirror. So so just as long as you have that appreciation. And um, kids, be careful what you do in the mirrors. It may be funny to your friends, but, you know, you want to make friends that are alive and not make friends that are going to follow you around and do weird stuff to you while you're sleeping. So, so there's that. And right. thank you everybody for tuning in. Um if you if you want um <clears throat> to get in touch with me for a private consultation, um just uh it's D B U C A R E at Gmail dot com or you can um you can get a hold of me at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. This has been Spiritual Insight with Darren Bouquer and uh, Daniel Michael. So um Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you again, Darren. Great show. And everyone, you've been listening to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucher. Have a great evening. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, Nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.